All right, joining me on the line now is the, again. This is the, my the, the most favorite part of my day or my week uh, when I get to talk to this this gentleman here. But joining me now is WIP show producer, uh, Birds IQ host and co creator, and just generally good guy. You know, there's not too many good guys out there, but but this man is a good guy. Kyle Quinn, good evening. How you doing? Thank you for joining me once again. Good evening, man. Thanks, man. I think you're a good guy as well. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, Kyle. Listen, we got a bunch to talk to you about. I got a bunch to talk to you about. I got a bunch of stuff that I want to pick your brain about. But before we get into the Eagles, I, I just want you to sum up in 25 words or less the John Middleton press conference. Oh, my God. Come on. Let's go. Uh, 25 God. words. How about just one word? A disaster. Absolutely. I didn't think it could get any worse, but um, I, you know, and that's the thing. I don't think things can get any worse, but these teams are just blowing that expectation out of the water every day. I never saw a a a, a, a owner basically throw everybody under the bus except himself for the state of his his team. So that is a, that's definitely a good way to put it. Seems like all the teams just kind of try and come and one up each other every week. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course, we're referring to the uh, John Middleton press conference that uh, occurred yesterday on the heels of Matt Klintak being relieved or reassigned, I should say, not fired as Philly general manager, but reassigned to another position within the organization. But all right, Kyle, let's get to what we came here for. Let's talk birds. Let's Let's first wrap up last week. Let's put a bow on that nonsense. Um, talk to me about what was your takes from the Bengal game last week? Uh, just cowardice, honestly, from Doug Peterson and the ball at the end of the game. Um, I've said it before. I mean, the guy wrote a book called Fearless, and now he kind of looks like a jerk-off. Um, I mean, <laughs> the, like the, the decision to do that was just completely inexplicable, if you ask me. I would have either... Went, I probably would have gone for it, to be honest with you. I know you can't trust the offense, but – and that's just kind of the end of the game. I mean, the offense, you know, they continue to fail to move the ball. Wentz continues to miss people. And, yeah, it was just a, just a brutal experience all around. Now, Kyle, when you say you would have went for it, are you referring to the two-point conversion at the end or the field goal in overtime? No, I would have went for a – I would have ran a play on fourth and 12 at the end of the game in overtime. Because I don't think Elliott would have made a 64-yard field goal. I agree. So Yeah, I, absolutely. I think if I'm Doug, I, I try to draw your best 12-yard play. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it almost seemed like both those teams were resigned to take a tie uh, last week. And it was pretty pitiful, actually. It was very pitiful. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, I mean, we obviously, at least some people thought going into the season, we were going to be a much better team than Cincinnati. Uh, it definitely doesn't seem that way now, and time just kind of, you know, pretty much vindicates that for me. Yeah, and I, well, I'm going to get to that later, Kyle. Let's save that part for a little later on. That's 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 what I've been waiting to talk to you for about uh, all week long. But let's let's handle the business uh, at hand. Here we are tonight. Uh, the Eagles are on the prime time stage out there in Santa Clara, uh, Levi Stadium, the home of the defending NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. Uh, again, I, I'd like to get all this admin stuff out of the way first. The Eagles are going to go all white tonight, which I think is a horrible. I've never liked that combination of uniform. I don't like that either. I think, go green pants, man. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why. They just, just get rid of that thing. I, I mean, what is wrong with wearing the green pants? I like the green pants. <laughs> yeah, man. 
the 49ers, on the other hand, are going with their classic red and gold combination, which reminds me every time I see it of Joe Montana. Uh, the, the weather out there in Santa Clara is actually pretty nice. Uh, we're looking at a 57-degree temperature, no winds, but, of course, you got the air quality situation with the fires. Uh, anything weather-related, Kyle, do you see maybe affecting this game? No, I don't think the air quality is, you know, I, I don't think if anything uh, it would have affected whether or not, you know, they would have played the game at all, but it seems like it's fine down there. So nothing really too concerning about the weather or the air quality, I think, tonight. We'll see. I hope I hope you're right, but I've been hearing stuff. I've seen pictures from the Bay Area, like orange skies at like 8 o'clock in the morning, and just this oh. really kind of just weird-looking yeah, thing. the situation thing. over there is uh, it's, it's terrible, but uh, – yeah, I, I just I'm not sure how it would uh, affect the football game tonight. Well, let's hope it doesn't. Um, all right, so now this part is is always a hard part for me to talk about. It was trending in the right direction over the last couple of weeks, but we've gone back into this this quasi hell of of an injury report that comes out every week with this football team. But this week it seems like it kind of balances out a little bit because the Eagles go into this. Game, no surprise, banged up, but so do the 49ers. Now, I want to go over some of your names with you, Kyle, real quick. Uh, the outs and the IRs. I'm not going to talk questionables with maybe the exception of one, but I want to talk about the outs. So Deshaun Jackson is out for a hamstring. Kyle, I did some I did some number crunching. I did some some calculations. And I'm not, not a math guy, but I, I think I figured this out pretty good. But in the last 19 games, 19 regular season games, Deshaun Jackson has played for the Philadelphia Eagles. He has played a total, a grand total, of two full games, one quarter, and one series of the last 19 regular season football games. What's your opinion about that? Uh, Deshaun, I mean, Deshaun Jackson, it couldn't be any more obvious. I mean, last season, I think, was probably going to be the – you know, the best season we were going to get out of him had he not gotten hurt, and then he did. And now he's on the wrong side of 30, come off of this groin surgery, and it seems like that's going to be nagging him for the rest of his career. I mean, once you lose that step, that's that's pretty much it for a guy like Deshaun Jackson. And the whole step count thing earlier in the season was ridiculous <laughs> for this exact reason. It's Load management. He's, he's hurt anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah right. It just it doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, it doesn't make any sense to me, and I've never seen load management or a pitch count introduced into the NFL world, but let's hopefully we never see that again. Uh, so continuing on, you got Alshon Jeffrey, who was battling his way back. I mean, I think that it's probably not that far out of realm of possibility to see him back in the next couple weeks. Uh, you got Avante Maddox dealing with an ankle injury and Trevor Williams with a rib injury. Uh, you're doubtful tonight. Uh, I, don't, I haven't heard anything lately, but it really de- doesn't mean anything anymore. I, I wouldn't care if this guy was agreeing to go anyway. J.J. Ortega, white side with a calf. It really doesn't matter to me if he's doubtful you know, on IR. I really don't care what he's – because he obviously doesn't get on the field anyway. So, uh, But J.J. Ortega, white side, is still in this football team. Kyle, why? <laughs> Uh, they're probably just hanging on to hope that, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> I can't even say with a straight face. Uh, he was, I mean, he's a second round pick, so maybe they're kind of just like, you know, we gotta, gotta milk it for what it's worth, I guess. But I mean, he's completely useless at this point. When he is out there, he's just a body on the field. Wentz obviously has no faith in him at all. He doesn't target him, but when he does target him, terrible things happen. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think he 
really matters at all whether he plays or not. Terrible, terrible things, especially wasting a second-round draft pick on him. The other uh, notable out is Jason Peters, or I'm sorry, he's on IR now, but as we know, in the COVID world, that's a three-week thing. Uh, again, same type of situation, a cooked player that just eventually is showing up where he belongs on the IR. Yeah, I mean, Jason Peters is 38, and we all kind of saw this comedy check out of games all the time last season, and always, always would have just random injuries pop up just out of the blue. And this week was the weirdest of them all because he had like a, it was like a head injury or so, like a, and then it went to the knee and then illness and then toe. So I don't, I don't even. Uh, he probably was just making them up as he went along. Now that he got his paycheck. And, well, the story of Jason Peters is going to lead to an even bigger story here in a second, but let's continue through the injured reserve, walking wounded, uh, infirm list on the Eagles. Jalen Rager uh, lands on the IR uh, with, uh, obviously, with his thumb. He landed there last week. Kyle, I, I got to do this to you, man. I hate to do this. I hate being this guy. I, re- I am in, you should, my apartment is decked out in Eagles, Flyers, and Phillies gear. I am the biggest Eagle fan out there, but I, I just I can't ignore it anymore. I'm going to throw something out, and this is just over the last two games. You know the name Justin Jefferson, right, Kyle? I do, yeah. Yeah, so Justin Jefferson was a player taken right after the Eagles took Jalen Rager. He was available for the Eagles to take, but we wanted the speedy guy. We wanted the guy that can, can flip the field, right? Uh-huh. So over the last two games, Justin Jefferson for the Minnesota Vikings has hauled in 11 receptions for 278 yards and a touchdown. That's just two games. Jalen Rager's uh, numbers in the last two games, well, there are no receptions, no yards, and no touchdowns. Uh, is this another example of a bad draft pick? No, I, I actually I think Rager is, was still the right pick, actually, over Justin Jefferson. I don't think Justin Jefferson would have worked here. I really don't. I mean, the Eagles won. They wouldn't know, they wouldn't know how to use him, first of all. I mean, they, they thought of him as a slot receiver. So he wasn't ever – I don't think he was ever going to come here and do anything, you know, do anything big. I think Justin Jefferson is perfect for the Vikings system, and I think Jalen Rager is going to be just fine as Philadelphia Eagle. I'm not, uh, not, you can't go after Jalen Rager after three games, especially when he hasn't played in one of of those. Now, for those of you who are into fantasy football, CeeDee Lamb went off today for the Dallas Cowboys. Went off. I really wanted him. I would have gone up and got him. We could have traded with the Falcons, got number 13, and selected CeeDee Lamb. We could have done it. So they say, but you know, you know, you don't really know how those things go. <laughs> Especially with Howie Roseman, you're absolutely 100% correct. All right. Now, let's go. Let's circle back to Jason, Jason Peters. So tonight, with that injury, the debut on, in the starting role of Jordan Mailata as our left tackle. Um, okay. I don't uh, – yeah. Yeah, I don't even – I mean, this is actually – I can't make this stuff up, man. I mean, what do you think tonight's going to be like for Jordan Mailata? Well, let's just hope it's not like a Winston Justice game. Absolutely. I mean, that's, really, that's really all we can ask for at this point. We just want it to be serviceable. Honestly, Jason Peters was not very good at all. No. So, I mean, if he can, if he can maintain that level of play, then, uh, you know, the offense won't be the beat. No, no, it won't. But uh, it could also be the um, foreshadowing of the of the uh, 
beginning of Jalen Hurts' career, which I, I don't want to see that, especially if it means Carson got hurt. But um, we'll see. Now, as I, let's transition over to the Niners. As I mentioned already, the Niners are, are banged up equally as bad as the Eagles are. I mean, you got uh, here are the outs for the Niners: D. Ford, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Greenlaw, Emmanuel Mosley, Raheem Mozart, former Eagle, uh, Jordan Reed, and uh, Akim, Akilo Witherspoon. Uh, and then on their IR list, it's just reads like a. Uh, I mean, it's almost like looking at the Eagles. Uh, you got Trevor uh, Tavon Austin. Nick Bosa, which is a huge loss for them. Tavon Coleman, Jalen Hurd, Richie James, and then on and on and on and on and on. And on. Richard Sherman's out tonight. He's on the I. Debo Samuel, IR uh, Solomon Thomas, Chris Thompson. I mean, right? If you look at these two teams right now, with the amount of injuries they're both dealing with, it pretty. Would you agree that it kind of levels out or equals out? The 49ers have better depth and they're better coached. So, I mean, that those are the two biggest differences between our injuries and their injuries is that they can overcome them. We uh, very obviously cannot. Yeah, Kyle, that's exactly why I have you on this show because that is my exact – that I agree 100% to that. Tonight is definitely going to be, a, in my opinion, a sign of a team that knows how to draft, knows how to manage salary cap, knows how to sign free agents, knows how to hire coaches – Versus a team, well, that is having some issues drafting, coaching, and signing free agents. I think you're, you're going to see that tonight. Uh, hopefully, hopefully not in an embarrassing way, but I think you're going to see that tonight. Yeah, well, let's hope it's not embarrassing because the world's going to be watching for as long as, as long as the game's competitive, which might not be very long. We'll see. No, it might not be. So, Kyle, let's get into this game. What do you see happening on the field there tonight in Santa Clara, Eagles Niners? Nothing good, to be honest with you. I mean, this guy, I know the 49ers have their backup quarterback in, but uh, Nick Mullins has been able to run their system pretty well. And Kyle Shanahan, like, like I mentioned before, he's, he's a good coach. Um, he finds uh, exotic ways to get the ball down the field, running to get, uh, run the ball. I mean, he's going make it simple for uh, Nick Mullins to just make good passes and not have to do too much. And, yeah, like I said, they're a lot deeper, so I don't think the injuries are going to hamper them as much as, uh, as it normally would. So I'm not really feeling too good about this game at all. So what are your three keys to Burr's victory? If they're going to win, what has to happen for the Eagles? What are the yeah. three things that have to happen? Yep, uh, well, Carson Wentz, I mean, the guy just simply has to get it together. We, we know he's talented. He was a number two overall pick. Um I mean, we've seen it before. He just, I mean, he simply needs to get it together. And it's obviously not going to be very easy when he hasn't been able to play on the same, uh, you know, he hasn't been able to play with the same, even two wide receivers for two weeks in a row. So, I mean, it's going to be really difficult for any quarterback to get into a kind of rhythm in that regard. Now, that kind of leads me to my second key of the game, which is uh, it's going to be Doug Peterson. He's just going to have to get a little bit creative. We're probably going to have to see a little bit of a uh, – I think you're going to have to see a Jalen Hurts package. And he's going to have to find ways to get these uh, young, unproven wide receivers open so that Wentz can hopefully deliver them an accurate football. And uh, number three – Jim Schwartz has to have the defense prepared. It's a uh, two coaching teams today because we saw this uh, against the LA Rams a few weeks ago, and Jim Schwartz mentioned it after the game that he simply had a bad game plan. He wasn't prepared for what the Rams were going to throw at him. And Kyle Shanahan has, I mean, he has a pretty wild offense. So Jim Schwartz is going to have to be prepared. 
bunch of misdirections, sweeps, bootlegs, screens, all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking for a big game out of Jim Schwartz today if, if the Eagles are going to win. Yeah, I look at, you know, my keys of victory are the same as yours. I just got them ranked a little differently. I think the Eagle defense, uh, to me, is the number one key tonight. Uh, they got to start. They got to they got to get some turnovers. They got to create some havoc. They got to they got to flip the field for Carson. They got to help the guy out. Um, they got to do it. They got to take advantage of the fact that Nick Mullins is in. Granted, I keep hearing all week long about he's not your average backup. Well, he then he why isn't he a starter? So anyway, I think that if they can flip the field and get some turnovers, give Carson some short fields, we could probably take advantage. And we're going to need that. We're going to need every point we can get tonight. Uh, my my second key to the game is obviously Carson Wentz. Um, I'm not a Carson. I'm not a L, LTBB guy. I'm not that. Uh, but I'm not an anti Carson L. I'm not. I'm not him either. Right. But I really think he needs to figure himself out. He needs to. He needs to be Carson. Like I've, I've said this all season long. He can win. He's proven it. Um, and I really. I, I think he needs to start. He needs to get get all the damn all the voices out of his head. Play the way he knows how to play, and and he'll make things happen. He will make things happen, and and I I, I truly believe that. And um and my number three is is Doug Peterson. Um, I, I honestly, if I was Doug right now with all the with all the backlash I've already gotten, and with the three games that we have coming up between tonight with the Niners, and then next week in Pittsburgh, and then in Baltimore, what the hell do I got left to lose at this point of the season? You know, I would be coaching with like no breaks on. It would be literally every play I'd be looking to make something go down. So, uh, I, I concur with your with your three keys to the game. Now, you mentioned Kyle real quick about the wide receiver core. For those of you who don't know, this is who the Eagles are putting out there tonight. All right, Greg Ward, Devontae Burnett, Marcus Green, whoever the hell that is. I don't even never even heard of that guy. Along with Travis Falungum, I never even heard of that guy. And John Hightower, of course, with also Zach Ertz and Richard Rodgers. Can this wide receiver core, Kyle, do anything to help Carson Wentz out? Yeah, I mean, of course they can. They can get open. They need to be. They, they need to be practiced. And you know, we've seen it in Week One with Carson Wentz and him being a little off in the timing with guys like John Hightower and stuff. And I mean, you just gotta hope that they really are. They're going to be ready and they're going to have their timing down this week because you know, I mean, Wentz has already had accuracy issues to begin with, so certainly not going to help if their timing isn't on the same page. And, um, yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. And I, you're right. You're going to have to mix in Miles Sanders. You're going to have to mix in Boston Scott. Uh, you're going to have to um, you're going to have to get those guys involved. Uh, Zach Ertz is going to start playing like Zach Ertz again. If not, you know what, and I'll get to that here, my point about Zach Ertz here in a second. Give me a prediction and a scorecard. Now, before you do, I just want to remind everybody, that you are 0-1-1 so far this year in your predictions. <laughs> I, of course, am 1-0-1. So give me your prediction in a score tonight, Kyle. Uh, you know what, man? I don't count the tie. I count the tie as a loss because I didn't predict it correctly. So. Well, uh, okay. Uh, all right. So all right, I'll give it to you. So you're, we're both 1-1. All right. Let's, let's do that. All right. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not feeling too good about this game at all. I would have to go. I mean, this Eagles team can't even put up like 20 points and save their life. So, uh, if this Niners defense is playing like they should, then they shouldn't really have a problem stopping the Eagles. I'm thinking it's probably going to be something like maybe like 30 to 17. God, I hope not, but that's the way it's trending. 
Yeah, Kyle, I see it the same way. I got 3110 uh Niners. Uh I, I got it. And I also got Jalen Hurts making a making an appearance tonight. I, I think uh at some point in the game, either Doug just calls off the dogs and saves his quarterback, or God forbid Carson gets hurt at some point tonight. I say I think Jalen Hurts plays a sustainable amount of football tonight uh for the Eagles. Um give me your MVP of the game. agree and that is my my mvp of the game as well i just think that uh as you said nate geary is going to be running for his life tonight and uh yeah so kyle before we move on to my question of the week for you and this is something that i really want to hear your opinion of you did tell me off in confidence or not in confidence but you told me off camera off mic that you're starting to kind of gravitate over to my side of the of the fence when it comes to this season um if the eagles lose tonight but say they lose 24 to 23 are you back on i mean are you are you completely over the line or where are you right now with this season well let me tell you where i'm at i'm never gonna root for this team to lose i don't care about the whole draft position thing i always want to see them win. i want to see them do the best every single week and i want them to be in it because i mean let's be honest they they are in it because dallas is dallas is not that good so i'm not you know i'm not there at the point where i'm rooting for losses but i mean Based on what they've shown me the, the, the past three weeks, uh, there's they've given me absolutely not one single reason to be confident in them the rest of the way. So yeah, I mean I don't I don't know how I could I mean it would just be totally blind optimism if I were to stick with my preseason predictions. Yeah, well Kyle, I appreciate your honesty, man, and um, I, it, it takes a big man to admit that they were wrong. Now, of course, I was completely right, so I'll I, you know I'll revel in that. But uh, but I don't want to be right. I honestly don't want to be right. I want them to turn it around. But I I again I don't see any of that. I don't see how that's even possible with this with this group. Which leads me to this, Kyle. The NFL trading deadline is on October the 29th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. If by that point we are looking at an 06 and one or an one five and one type of record, does Howie Jeffrey and I'm going to say Jeffrey? I'm, I think Jeffrey gets a free pass in what's happening with this team right now. I think he does. Uh, ultimately, he's the owner. Ultimately, he blessing off on all this. He he's the one looking at these draft picks, saying, "You know what? You're right." Or these free agent signings that are hanging out in the injury injury reserve list, and saying, "You're right," and then giving Doug more opportunities and all that. Does Howie Doug and Jeffrey have a, have a sit down on October say 23rd? And come up with a bottom line. Listen, this is broken. We need to get better. We need to get under the cap. We need to acquire some draft assets. We only have seven picks next year, as it stands right now in the draft. Do we see the Eagles do something that I've never seen an NFL team do, and just become a wholesale seller at the October 29th trading deadline? Uh, no, I, I, well, you know what? It's all going to depend. I don't think they'll be, you know, like a fire sale. They're not going to sell everybody on the team, obviously, but. It's really going to depend how far they are out of the division race. I mean, if they're a game or two back, then, you know, Larry and Howie, they're going, to, they're going to think they have a chance to do this. And they're probably going to want to stick with what they have, even, you know, for better or for worse. And they might add a player if they think they have a shot at winning the division by that point. So, 
So Zach Ertz is the Philadelphia Eagle past October 29th. Well, I mean, I don't know if I can make that kind of prediction, but <laughs> let's say let's just say I hope because I mean Dallas Goddard is hurt and he's kind of what we have on offense at this point. Yes, he is. And, you know, Kyle, you mentioned an interesting thing about them thinking that they still have a shot. When you're playing in a division like the NFC East that is just just horrible, where where literally if the Eagles win tonight, they're in first place in the, in the division. Still possession. I, I mean, wow. <laughs> but when, when, you're in, well, yeah, when you're in a division like that, man, I mean, it, I guess it's tempting to go for it, but – Kyle, I mean, enough, enough, enough. The madness has got to stop, man. We need, we need to re reboot this thing, and yeah, we need to rebuild it. I, I know they don't want to use that word; it's a four letter word down there, but it is the truth, though. We got to rebuild. We don't have, the, we don't have depth. We don't have the the salary cap. We got to do something to get better. And stop slapping a band aid on it. It ain't gonna. Eventually, the NFC is going to get better. Eventually. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you that I I agree that this team needs some serious wholesale change, <laughs> but um, these guys in the front office, the coaching staff, um, they're they're paid to try to win football games. So if they think that they have a chance toward the end of the season, toward the trade deadline, they're gonna they're gonna run with that. They're not just gonna be a game out and then just give up on the season. That's just not what they do. So uh, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just not seeing that this year. All right, Kyle. As always, I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with me. Um, I'm, you know, it's going to be a late night tonight. Hopefully, hopefully it is a late night. Hopefully, I stay up all night and watch this thing, and they keep me entertained, and we have a shot at winning this thing. But um, go, birds, Kyle. You have a good weekend uh, or a good week. I'll talk to you next week again. Kyle Quinn joins me, WIP show producer, and also the co-creator and the host of the Birds IQ podcast. Kyle, have a good night, man. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Take it easy. Yep. All right, so Kyle Quinn, there you have it. Um, we're pretty much synced up this week. Um, I mean, I think we're off on a couple of um, baseline type things. I do believe that on October 29th, if we're staring at 06-1 or 1-5-1, that Jeffrey Howie and Doug have that heart-to-heart and adult conversation and say, listen, we have some assets on this team right now that can help other teams win. <clears throat> we could trade off those assets. We could get better with that. We can get more draft assets. Uh, in 21 and 22. And more importantly, we can get down underneath the salary cap, uh, way down under it, because that's going to be an issue in 21. It really is. And uh, right now, when you're look, staring at week, well, it'll be week, what, five, six, seven, going into week, right after week eight, you know, these players have value, a lot more value than they do in like February. So I, I am definitely on in the camp of, of doing that. I remember, you know, the Herschel Walker deal a long time ago where the Cowboys essentially sent Herschel to the Vikings for a boatload of draft capital, uh, which turned into the foundations of their Super Bowl years uh, of the early 90s. So I've seen it happen, uh, and I know the Eagles have – they have players like that. I mean, they don't have a Herschel Walker-type trade, but they do have a, a series of players, at least four or five of them, that could get – a lot in return. And I think that would definitely help them um, going forward. Now, but Kyle brings up a good point uh, down there at the Novacare complex. They're paid, they're, they're paid to win football games and getting to the playoffs is winning football games. And, you know, the owner has got to be on board. If you're going to make a decision to pretty much, you know, shit can the season in week eight, 
you know, everybody better be on the same page of what, what's going on. So, and that's a tough pill for the city of Philadelphia to swallow, even though those of us who follow this team religiously, um, you know, are kind of accepting it. So that's going to do it for me. Um, you know, as I said, I, I've maintained this throughout this whole thing, and I'll keep keep maintaining it. I am not an anti-Eagle guy. I love the Eagles. They're my they're my team. Um, I want to see them do nothing but win. But sometimes you got to cut it to cure it. And right now we are we are in those desperate times. Um, I wish I hope they win tonight. I hope they go out there and they show the world, the country, the 49ers. You know that this is a team that won a Super Bowl less than two three two seasons ago. So, you know, play to the end, I guess. Play to play to the clock is double zero, but we'll see. Uh, so tonight, Eagles 49ers, 8 p.m. Eastern on your NBC affiliate, wherever you are in the world. Um, I will be talking to you later in the week. We'll break this game down. We'll talk more about what's happening with the Phillies. We'll talk some information more about the Sixers, of course, and, and the hiring of Doc Rivers. So until then, uh, go Birds. Uh, Have a good week, everybody, and I'll see you all, and take care.